Welcome to the Salmon Says Podcast. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks since I've done an episode. It's been a, uh, a long couple weeks and an emotional couple of weeks. We're all allowed to do one mess up, aren't we? Isn't that, isn't that okay? As an adult, you make mess ups. Okay, you, you goof up. I goofed up. Perhaps. Well, here's the story. For a long time, my my oldest child wanted a dog. And, you know, we kept trying to ponder it. It just, you know, a couple people in our house are kind of afraid of dogs. Um, but me and, and my oldest child wanted a dog. And so we thought, okay, what if we, you know, what if we get a dog? What, why can't we just get a dog? And, you know, what if we get a really nice dog and it won't be, you know, that big a deal? Well, it'd have to be outside. So I spent close to $600 turning a shed into a dog kennel. Bought the $400 fence to put around it, you know, chained it to the building, uh, put some insulation in, put some wood planks in there, you know, got it all cleaned up for the dog. And it looked really nice and it worked really good. It was like a little doggy condo. And it was, I mean, it was, you know, six foot tall fence, 10 foot long. He had a 10 foot by, you know, six-foot area to move around in there besides the shed. So it was bigger than a normal doghouse. And in the winter, we were just going to put a, you know, close the door of the shed, put a doggy door in there to keep the, the snow out of the doghouse. In the summer, though, we leave it open. You know, we lowered the ceiling, that kind of thing. So had it all ready. We just had to find a dog. Well, the oldest kid had a, an eye on a dog, and I went and walked him by myself from the Humane Society, and... Seemed pretty good, so then I took the child back with me, and we both got to know him and walk him and stuff like that, and we decided, hey, we're adopting this dog. Now, keep in mind, I have not had a dog in my life, of my own anyways, since I was 14 years old, and that's, you know, when my parents were, it was their, I mean, they got us a dog. My mom was, you know, a housewife, and so she was home with the dog most of the time. We didn't have much luck growing up as as a kid with dogs. We had a dog named Crystal when I was a kid, and it uh, it was part pit bull, and it never really got mean to us, but it started to, I don't know, Dad was building it a doghouse, and it took a big bite out of the plywood in the doghouse, and Dad thought, that might be a little violent, we're going to get rid of this one. We had another dog shortly after that called Bigfoot, and Bigfoot was a, I don't remember what kind of dog it was, I was like five years old, but anyways, it was a big black dog, again, I don't think I was afraid of it, but it kept a dog dug out a couple times, and a neighbor said that it got into his, I don't know, pool thing and ruined his pool filter. We had to buy this new thing or something. Anyway, so we had to get rid of that dog. I remember getting another one when I was eight. We had it a week or two. It was a puppy. Uh, my mom doesn't didn't want to stay home with it all the time. She didn't want to raise a puppy, you know, because uh, she'd be the one stuck with it while we are at school. And, and frankly, I don't think I showed very much responsibility either. Of course, I was eight. Um, and so I managed to take that one back. Mom doesn't remember that dog, but I do. And then when we were 14, I finally got a dog, and everybody in the family wanted it. It was a puppy, like six weeks old or something. We got it from a neighbor, and it got sick, and it wasn't old enough to get the vaccines or the shots it needed, and so the dog ended up dying. And so that was that was pretty sad. That was our last chance of having a dog. We never tried to get another one after that. So, and I think part of that was my parents had a dog for like 10 years before my brother came along, and 
it just didn't work out with with the with the baby and and the dog, and they ended up giving their dog away to the Humane Society or to a shelter uh, back then, and that really hurt them because they had the dog for ten years. I mean, it was like part of the family, and it was part of the family, but that was a decision they had to make. Well, here I am, you know, in my forties and a similar situation. So we got the dog. We had him for sixteen days. Now. In those 16 days, he really changed around. And not for the worst, necessarily. I mean, he still jumped a little bit. He was a beautiful dog. He was a wonderful dog. Um, It was nothing the dog did wrong, but we had to take him back. We had to take him back to Humane Society. In the two weeks, a little over two weeks, I got very attached to the dog. I would get up in the morning, and he would get me up in the morning. Keep in mind, he slept outside. Right around 5.30, he started barking a couple of mornings, you know, okay. Then he went about 5.50. Usually I'd get up and check, and he was awake. And I wanted to get him, you know, before he started barking. And he didn't bark very much, but he also didn't go potty in his kennel. So, you know, after being in there overnight and stuff, he had to go. It's usually I think that was his case. He wanted to get out and, you know, find the right tree or whatever. Fire hydrant. So I'd usually get up at 5.50, 6 o'clock, and go take him walking for like 40, 45 minutes, you know. And that usually did pretty good. I mean, he had some energy left, uh, but some of the, you know, we went out and, and got some good walks. Great exercise for me too, by the way, but that was kind of our bonding time. And then, you know, when I would go to work, the kids would take care of him. And, um, you know, and they did a terrific job. Don't get me wrong. They did an unbelievable job uh, for never having a pet or anything like that. They, you know, they walked him, they cleaned up the poop, they... You know, made sure he had water. They played with him a little bit, that kind of thing. He had to keep him on a leash the whole time because we were afraid he was going to run away because he, you know, didn't know where he was yet. This dog was not mean. A couple times he barked at people, you know, that came up. Um, but that was just as he got used to us, he was trying to protect us. But it wasn't like he was going to hurt anybody. You know, he bark at you and then he snip your hand and you're fine. You know, one of those deals. So uh, he was, you know, a little bit hyper sometimes because he was a, a breed of husky and they get a little hyper. Very loving dog. Extremely loving dog. I mean, once you got him, you know, you got him calmed down, you sit next to him, he just loved to be pet. He loved to just be sat by. He didn't want to be alone. Sometimes we put him out in the front, you know, we hook him up to the the pole of the porch and just, you know, have his chain and he could sit out there in the front yard and we'd go out and spend some time with him. And then when we had stuff to go inside and do, we would do that. And he'd just sit out there on the bench or on the porch and just, you know, hang out, whatever. Uh, He didn't play too much by himself. And that was a big concern to me because, you know, once... The kids go back to school, and my schedule's so wonky that uh, you know he's going to be by himself for a long, long time, like nine hours a day, because I can't come home and let him out during the day. And you know, then it's going to start snowing, and you know, and like I said, he's part husky, and I was going to put a heater in there, and he'd be plenty warm, I think. But just the fact of him being alone for nine hours a day, and once I got to know him, I, I just didn't see it working, and that's why I decided it wasn't going to work. And it hurt me because the kids liked him, you know, especially the oldest one, uh, and she and she loves dogs. And so when I told them that, of course, they went my father of the year award. It hurt their feelings. You know, they don't hate me. I don't think they'll understand for several years why. But I said it's it's for the best case of the dog. We decided to take him back. Now, you know, we'd had names for him. We, we walked him two, three times a day. Um, you know, spent some time playing with him in his kennel in the yard. Uh, and of course, when he's hooked up, that kind of thing. Um, you know, he was starting to get into a little bit of a routine with us because it had been almost two weeks. In fact, it had been two weeks. Well, when the day came, uh, well, first I put flyers up to try to find something locally, you know, 
to rehome them around here because then the thought was, okay, if somebody around here that we know or semi know, you know, takes him in, then we can see him again because he's a good boy and it's not his fault. We just didn't have time for him. We just don't have the time he's going to need. You know, we just don't. I mean, we have time in the morning, we have time in the evening, but he's not the type of dog that can do good nine hours by himself. If if I had a fenced-in yard, he might be okay burning some of that off. We wouldn't have to do the nighttime walk, but then again, he's still by himself all day. And like I said, he didn't play with toys much. Of course, he was in a kennel or he was out in the yard, so I don't know, but, um, you know, we did, we did leave him alone one time for about four hours by himself, uh, you know, in the in the kennel, and... The kid said he did fine when they got home. I mean, he didn't jump on him or anything, but he was happy to see him. But it was just one of those things where the best situation was to maybe, you know, give the dog back to the Humane Society and see if they can find somebody who needs him. My thought is maybe, you know, there's somebody who lives alone who has more time for him who would really, really benefit from his company because he's a great he's great company. He's a good lover. He, you know, he, he's very loyal. Um he likes to be pet, you know, but he also wants attention. But he uh, he is a little high energy. But, you know, if there's somebody sitting at home who's alone and, and just thought, hey, you know, man, maybe a companion would be good for me, a four-legged companion. He'd be a good dog for that. He'd be great. And that's what we're hoping goes to him. Okay? That's what we're hoping. It kills us because he was a good dog. You know, I, like I was telling people, I, was, I almost wish he, he wasn't a good dog so I had a better excuse. I know that's a bad thing to say, but, you know, if he was – if he was mean or aggressive or, you know, just kept digging out or something like that, then, um, you know, okay, well, that's the reason, you know, we got it. But we didn't have that reason. It wasn't anything really he did. He did jump a little bit, and we were trying to work on that. We got him to sit, you know, pretty well, and and he was starting to get used to the new name we named him. But um, anyways, he was a good boy, but it, it was tough. It was really, really tough. I mean, I... Even on riding to the main society with him, it was raining. He's hanging his head out the window. So he put his head back in. I wiped off his, you know, face. Um, and on the way there, I had my hand next to the gear shift. And he's in the rider seat of my car, and I'm driving. And he puts his paw on my on my hand, you know. Just puts his paw on my hand to show that we're buddies and looks at me. And I'm like, man, you're really not making this any easier. It was tough. It was very, very tough. But something I had to do. It was an adult decision that I made. Now, should I have never made the decision? You know, that's what I keep telling myself. Maybe I should never ever got a dog. Maybe I should never ever put up the kennel. You know, I thought about it ahead of time. Okay, this isn't going to work. And I did think about it a long time for ahead of time. We, we looked for a dog for a long, 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 long time. I mean, months we looked for a dog online. We looked. You know, I mean, society, we walked some, and none of them felt like a good fit until we met him. But then we got him, and we realized, well, the same problems I thought of before I got the dog exist, okay? You know? He's out in the kennel, and so then I think it got to be more work than I realized, and the kids realized, although they did a great job, and I think I did a great job. When I was home, I, you know, spent went out there and spent time with him every night, no matter what time I got home, was it 9 o'clock, you know, 11 o'clock, or, you know, 5 o'clock, or whatever, I would go out there and sit with him at night. You know, it got close to be bedtime, and sometimes he would just wanted me to sit there. Sometimes he wanted to pet, you know, I get him pet until he falls asleep, and I'm sitting there watching my phone, watching TV on my phone or something. When I get up, he'd get up, you know, and I was like, no, no, keep sleeping, you know. Uh, he just wanted, didn't want to be alone, and I understand that, and I couldn't leave him nine hours a day by himself alone uh, outside. And, yes, he would have been warm in his little doggy condo, um, but he's just not a, a dog that wants to be alone. He likes other dogs, and he likes you know, other people. 
And I know because I relate. I'm the same way. I don't like to be alone either. So it was a decision I had to make. And it was a, it was a very tough one. Probably one of the toughest ones I've ever made in my life, especially as an adult. You know, we tried we tried the dog, and it doesn't work. And, you know, unless something drastically changes in the next couple of years, I don't see us getting a dog anytime soon. Um, just because of the same situations. We're not able to let it out during the day, you know. I have a crazy schedule. He's not allowed in the house and, you know, those kinds of things. And so that's maybe we'll be better with like a guinea pig or something. You know, you can still get, you know, guinea pigs are affectionate. You can still have a pet. You can still have the responsibility, uh, but you don't have to, you know, have them out in the yard. You don't have to worry about them being alone too much during the day. Um, that kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe we'll try a guinea pig. Don't tell me fish. People keep telling me fish. I've done those. They're dirty. They're a mess. I'm not doing fish. There's really no companionship from fish. You just look at them. Um, but it was tough. And the toughest part for me was seeing the disappointment from the kids. You know, a father never, ever wants to hurt his kids' feelings. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do as a dad. You're supposed to protect them and keep them from being hurt. And then here, you're the one that's hurting them, you know? I give the dog, and then I take away the dog, and, and they don't understand. I mean, they say they understand, but it may be years down the road before they actually understand. It's better for him, you know? The last day he was here, a couple of days ago, they went out, they each spent time individually with him. Gave him a hug, gave him belly rubs, which he loved, you know, and just that kind of thing. And then they went over to, they they left for the day, had some plans with some family. And then it was just me and him. And I went out there and gave him some, you know, thing. And I had to wait for the Humane Society to open. They didn't have, they had certain hours. And so once they opened, I got, got him in the car. And of course, he had no idea what to expect, you know. And I kept saying, you're a good boy. I love you, buddy, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But. I said, I got to do this because I, I love you. And he, you know, of course, didn't suspect anything because he's a dog. And we get there and he jumps out and he's sniffing around, you know, no big deal. And the lady comes and gets him. And, and I, I give him one big hug and I said, oh, you know, goodbye. And they take him back. And that's it. So I got to thinking today, what if, you know, what if he sits there for six months? What if nobody wants him? What if he doesn't find that person? perfect person for companionship, you know? I mean, how really, really bad am I going to feel then? Because at least he had some companionship with us, you know? It may not have been all day that, that I think he needs, but he had some. Like I told the kids, you know, now that he's at the Pound or the Humane Society, that, you know, he's got he's around other dogs, and he's inside. Yes, he's in a kennel. You know, they take him for walks, not nearly as often as we do, because they have a bunch of dogs and none of volunteers, and that's fine. I get that. You know, he's got a lot of energy, but at least he's around other dogs, and he sees people in and out all day long, you know, and so he won't be lonely that way. There's something to pique his curiosity. It's not like he's just sitting in the backyard like he was here when we're gone, and so I knew the, the longer we kept him, the harder it was going to be to get rid of him. You know, hindsight, should I have ever got him? Probably not. You know, maybe I should have thought it through a little bit more. That's That's, that's my bad. That's... An adult excuse. I think every adult makes some excuse to that extent where we just don't think it all the way through and then proceed, and then it works out to blow up in our face. And that's pretty much what happened here. After I dropped them off at 
the Humane Society a couple days ago. I came home right away. It was sprinkling. I went out and tore his kennel down. Took it off the shed, you know, everything back to making it look like a shed except for I left the wood in the in, on the inside and in the insulation because that's a big pain to take all that down. That and my daughter and I put that together. That was our project. You know, we went and got the wood. We came back and we fixed it. Is it was it the prettiest thing in the world? No. Did it work? Absolutely. But we did it together, and that's something I, I don't want to destroy that. So that's still out there. Yes, I'll probably just put my mower back in that shed. But took apart the kennel, you know. We got rid of everything. We gave some of the dog stuff to our mother-in-law for her little dog. And, and you know, I donated some stuff back to the uh, Humane Society. We let him take his bed with him. I made sure and washed his bed. He loved his little cloth bed we got him. They said, yeah, you can keep that. I set the food with him. All that kind of thing. Pretty much everything are undog-proofed our house. There's just nothing doggy related here until today. I go outside and I see two buckets of water that we left in the yard when we gave him a bath. A couple of days ago. Over the weekend, we gave him a bath. First type bath he's had with us. He's not really a smelly dog. He was outside. Um, he kept himself pretty clean, short-haired. Um, but it got me, you know, because he let us give us give him a bath. We had warm water. We had, I held on to him. The kids gave him a bath. You know, he was good about it. I saw his doggy brush sitting there, and, you know, it's going to take a while. When I dropped him off <clears throat> at the Humane Society, I gave him his hug and said goodbye. I finished up the <clears throat> paperwork I needed to do, and I left. And I didn't even leave the parking lot, and I was crying so hard that I couldn't even see where I was going. I just about had to pull over my car. Obviously, as you can tell, this dog had an effect on me. I just, and everybody I talked to said, yeah, I understand, you know, dogs are a lot of work. And I said, yeah, no, I probably should have thought of that. I don't think I realized what I was getting into when I got it, you know. And how much work it would be and how much the dog would, you know, I got, I got him because when we walked him, he looked like he, you know, enjoyed company, but then he also was good by himself. Because when he when he was walking, he was all business. He wasn't mean. He was just focused on smelling and walking. You know, and even when we had him, he was that way for the most part. He didn't like to stop unless he's smelling the roses, literally, or something like that. But he was walking. He was all business. But when he was stopped, he was lover. He he liked to have his belly rubbed. He liked to rub up against you, you know, or, or sit by you and, and be a friend and be a companion. And he was good at that. And so I thought when you know, we walked him the initial time, I thought, okay, this would be maybe a good dog that can be home by himself. You know, he he'll be good companionship, but then he's okay by himself. Well. He's not, as I can, you know, as I can tell. And, you know, some people might say, well, he'd be fine. You know, I leave my dog at home all the time. And I do. I have a lot of neighbors that never, ever take their dog out of their kennel, like ever. I mean, they've never seen him walk him. You know, they just, okay, here's a dog. Here's some food. We have a dog. That's it. You know, maybe they let him in the house, but they never let him run around the yard. You know, they never take him for walks. And so there's a whole world out there that their dog is not getting to explore. And for me, I'm like, that's, what's the point? You know, they're a dog. They want to walk. They want to sniff. They want to be able to do that stuff. They want, you know, attention. Why have a dog? Just throw it in a fence and say, okay, I have a dog. And that wasn't the person I wanted to be, but that's what who I would have had it been. Yes, we were to give him attention in the morning. You know, yes, we were giving attention. But when it got to be snowing, you know, what happens then? Okay, you got to walk him in a blizzard, which, okay, I guess you walk him in a blizzard. Or, you know, something like that. 
Or I could spend $3,000 and fence in my yard and let him run around. But then again, he's still alone by himself all day. And then he can't even see what's going on if I put up a big you know, wooden fence because that's the cheapest in a chain link. So then he really has no idea what's going on in the outside world, and he's even more lonely. Yes, he can run around and burn off energy, but he's by himself and has no idea what's going on. So it just wasn't a good situation. I'm going to wrap up the podcast. I, I wish the best for the dog. I'm going to keep checking with them and, and hopefully get him a, a nice home. And you know, It's going to take a while for, for us to get over losing him um, and giving him back. I and mean, He didn't die, but... Um, that first night that he was gone, you know, because I, like I said, I used to go out and sit with him for 20 minutes, half hour. And his doggy shed. And just sit there and, you know, we'd hang. Whatever. But the first night he was gone, I'm sitting in the living room and that was it. You know, it's like, okay, here I am sitting here by myself like I was. You know, everybody else had gone to bed in the house and I stay up later. But that's the way it was before we got him. And so, you know, I needed the companionship just as much as he did. But when I'm at work, I'm worried about, okay, is he getting enough water? You know, is he going to get walked? Is he getting enough exercise? And it was like one of your kids. I mean, I was, I was worried about it. And probably too much, you know, worried because he has a dog. But still, I just I just think he needs a place where he can get constant companionship. And, you know, and, and maybe it'll be somebody who lives alone who, you know, is very sad and, and lonely and you know, could really, really use a four-legged companion. Uh, as good as he is, a good boy like he is, who likes pretty much everybody and, you know, just wants to play and have fun. And so I wish him the best, and uh, and I'm going to keep praying for him. This has been the Salmon Says Podcast, copyright 2022, Salmon Says Media.